Welcome to I Race You are tuned into I Race Podcast. Podcast that moves with your hostess, Candy Kane. Welcome to I Race You are tuned into I Race. If this is your first podcast, let me just tell you this. I broke my neck December 5th, 1999. I am a walking quad. I was paralyzed. I'm still paralyzed. I have a traumatic brain injury and I'm also a marathoner. I'm pretty active. My job is to be a light in the darkness. Today, I want to talk about you being a light in the darkness. On March 1st, I completed the Cowtown Marathon using a hand cycle. On my trip home, on my trip home, my hand cycle was damaged on the airlines. I had an awesome weekend, and now I had fallen into darkness. I was like, I have another race next weekend. I've got to get there. What am I going to do? I'd never had anything damaged. Well, that's not true. I had luggage damaged at the airlines, but not my hand cycle. And I knew that I had to use it in seven days. I went to the clerk. I was disappointed, but I didn't have any difficulties reporting the incident. And they helped me right away. I called a friend that I knew worked on bikes and I had him come over. And he fixed the bike as best as he could at that time. While he was there, I had him put on some new hand cranks. These hand cranks were too long. I'd gone to type in to get sized, but unfortunately, an error was made and my like, my cranks were too long, which means while I was cranking, they scraped my legs the entire time. So I called a couple of people. And I was like, hey, I got a race. I don't know what I'm going to do. And one guy told me, move your seat back. I said, I've moved it back as far as I can. I've moved the leg rest as far back as I can. He said, well, change your feet position. I had another friend who didn't know anything about hand cycling. The moment she read my post on Facebook, she was blowing up my messenger, trying to give me solutions. Whether they worked or not, she was giving me solutions. They always tell you, Never try anything new on race day. Well, I'd written no more than half a mile just to see if I could deal with it. I put on compression pants. I talked to my physical therapist and he told me, your legs are hyperextending. In order to make it a little bit better, put on some knee braces. Make sure you have the ones that have the metal in them. I was like, okay. So I ran to Walmart. And I got leg braces, never put a leg brace on a day in my life. And I was like, I am going to be miserable for the next two hours and 45 minutes. What you don't know is I suffer from chronic pain. Pain is not a cool thing to be in all the time. It kind of wears on you. It brings your morale down. It puts you in this darkness. Well, I complete the race. I rode 
with the honor flag runner. I'd never written or run with him before. Just being alongside of him as old glory flew made me feel so much better. He didn't realize, but he was a light in my darkness. My father is a was a Vietnam veteran. He's passed away, passed away in 2000. He passed away before anyone had an opportunity to honor him. He was honored at his funeral. He had his 21-gun salute. A United States flag was draped over his coffin, but it was nothing that he could see. It was something that I could see. That was my second flag I'd ever received. The first flag I received was from my grandfather's funeral, a World War II veteran. My third flag that I received was at the Mets baseball game in 2018. As I rode, I had all of these negative thoughts. Oh my goodness, I've already warned him that I ride slow. Is he going to be able to deal with that? Is he going to be hurting tomorrow because he's going to complete a marathon in San Antonio? Is my bike going to hold up? Am I going to be able to continue hitting my legs at every stroke? And next thing I know, as I'm riding, my gears get stuck. I'm like, really? I'm coasting across the street. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm trying to hurry up because at every race, I'm caught by the runners, the lead runners. And so I'm trying to get ahead of the lead runners as much as I can before they pass me. And this happens. I go dark, but I can't stay dark long because he's constantly giving me attaboys. Oh, you're looking good. This is going great. I remember at one point on the race, my group from Houston, BGR Houston, they were on the side of the road cheering and I'm waving and I was so happy to see them. I got such a surge of energy from their positivity. It was like, oh my gosh, give me some more. And when I finished waving, I turned and looked and right in front of me was a hill. And I was like, I needed both hands on my crank to just crank up that hill. I thought I was going to die going up the hill. I went from yay to oh, it was just terrible. And I couldn't get my gear into a lower gear so that I could climb. So I'm pushing and pulling, pushing and pulling, just waking and just working my arm muscles. And I was like, oh, is this ever going to end? And once I climbed that hill, I was at it again. I was happy. I was fired up because I was riding with the light in the darkness. Later that night, he made a post. This past Saturday, Old Glory flew high and proud at the Woodlands Marathon in recognition of Staff Sergeant Candace Caesar's honorable service in the United States Army. At this event, I was blessed to be teamed up with her as a guide, my first experience in this capacity. Candace is an American hero who served her country honorably for as long as she was physically capable. Her attitude remains positive, her resolve remains strong, her goals remain ambitious, and she continues to inspire those around her. As a member of Team RWB, she surrounds herself with her community of veterans and patriots, who she inspires in so many ways. She has seen the odds stacked against her, she has battled unfair circumstances, and perseveres until she achieves her mission. 
In this event, she had several challenges with her equipment. Specifically, she was only able to use two gears on her hand cycle for the entire 26.2 miles. Whether she was on a straight and long segment, steep uphill climb or descent, she was only able to use two gears. Another challenge was that her new hand cranks were longer than she previously set up. Every complete revolution of the cranks, she would rub against her legs, but she persevered. Then there was an intersection where her gears were stuck in between, meaning she was basically only coasting at the time until she reset the chain in the gears. Still, she persevered. At about mile 17, she mentioned the week prior, the lead runners had caught up to her on the course at the Cowtown Marathon. She was hoping to get to mile 19 or so before getting passed on this event. However, she ended up finishing before any of the runners. She stayed in the front of the elite runners with only two gears. Outstanding, soldier! Under these conditions, a finish would be a notable achievement, but this athlete placed second in her division and set a personal record by nearly 15 minutes. Candace is an amazing athlete, veteran, patriot, and friend. I am grateful to have accompanied her on her achievement. The flag that was carried on this event was mounted to my bike, folded and presented to Candace at the finish line as a reminder that her service made a difference. The flag that was carried on this event was mounted to my bike, folded and presented to Candace at the finish line as a reminder that her service made a difference, was appreciated, and that the hardships she suffered are acknowledged. Thank you, Candace, for saying yes when you enlisted. You honored your oath of enlistment, and today we honor you for your service. Man, let me tell you, it was all I could do not to cry. I've been in some pretty dark places. I was in some pretty dark places just on that course alone. But he, in his selfless service, was a beacon of light to me. People like that make a difference in this world. You are people like that. We all have the capacity to serve as light in the darkness. Light is something that we take for granted. We have access to light because we have the sun, the moon, some candles, flashlights. Even our phone has a flashlight. Although the moon shines, it still gets dark. You can make a room dark turning off all the lights and pulling the curtains. If you go out and you turn on your flashlight in the bright sun, can you see the brightness? Nope. Because the light's illuminating, but you can't see it. But without that sun, without that moon, a light in that dark shines bright. happen for a reason. We're moving so fast that we don't have time for those that live in our homes. Do we see them? Do we cherish them? God has a way of slowing us down and reminding us that he's in control. I can tell you how much God has given me a wake-up call in the 47 years that I've been living. I've learned that God will give me no more than what I can bear, and as much as I think I'm in control, I'm not. I also know he will never leave me or forsake me. My fear, my anxiety is significantly reduced. 
is basically non-existent at this point. How is that possible in a time of crisis, you wonder? When I tell you that my anxiety is basically non-existent, what I'm trying to tell you is I'm not stressed by where my next meal is going to be. And I'm not telling you that because I have a storehouse of money stockpiled or a house full of things. I don't. I didn't go out and shop like everybody else. I typically buy in bulk. I haven't run out of things. I didn't really need any things. I didn't have a place to store things. So why buy things? I don't have extra money to spend on things that I don't need at this time. I just have to rely on my faith. I'm just happy right now that I have an opportunity to hang out with my mom, to talk on the phone with people that I haven't talked to in years, and that I've video chatted people who are new to video chatting. I mean, the coronavirus has taught me a great deal, and I'm grateful for it. I needed to plug in to my community, plug in to my neighbors around me. Today, my neighbor was being a light in the darkness. She called me up out of the blue and was like, hey, Aldi's stocked up. Do you need anything from the store? And I'm like, what do I need? What could I use? And I remember my mom said they needed eggs. I was like, can you get me a dozen eggs? She was like, I got you. I'm like, just let me know how much it is. She was like, girl, don't even tell me about that. I'm allergic. And I was like, okay, touche, touche. I get it because I'm getting it back. I kind of paid it forward. I don't mean I kind of paid it forward. I did pay it forward. Somebody needed something. I was able to provide it. Boom. I was a light in the dark. We need light. We need light to help us see. I know that I can make it through my house. I can navigate through my house without turning the light on and not stubbing my toe. But let me just tell you, sometimes I stub my toe because I can't see without that light. Light reveals things to you that you wouldn't ordinarily see in the dark. You don't put light in the corner underneath something so that you can see. You put the light next to your bed. You put the light at the top of the ceiling in the center of the room so that it illuminate the entire room. I stand outside every night in the dark to let my dog out. I notice how the bugs are attracted to light. I mean, they come out of nowhere within a couple of minutes of the light being on. I've got bugs flying around the light, bugs congregating on my patio. I'm ducking and dodging the bugs. I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, you know what? We need to be like that. We need to be like the bugs. Jesus is the light of the world. We should be flocking to him like those bugs do, searching for that light. Those of you who have ears, I pray that you can hear. I need you to understand that the light that I talk about shining in the dark room that helps someone to see is the same kind of light that you can show to others during this time. When I say be the light, I'm saying that you can talk to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. You can bring hope and peace into the world of darkness. Be the light in the darkness. As I was thinking about what I was going to talk about this week, I was reminded of a scene that I saw in I Am Legend, which reminded me, well, the scene has truth to it. It was about Bob Marley. And you know what? I think I'll let Will Smith tell you about it. 
this idea was kind of a virologist's idea. Um, he believed that you could cure racism and hate, literally cure it, by injecting music and love into people's lives. When they was scheduled to perform at a peace rally, gunmen came to his house and shot him down. Two days later, he walked out on that stage and sang. Somebody asked him why. He said, the people who are trying to make this world worse are not taking a day off. How can I? Light up the darkness. Now, what they didn't mention was that his wife was shot in the head and killed. Um, he was shot in the chest, and at that rally, he opened up his shirt, and he showed his his wounds to them. But he was being a light in the darkness. Years ago, when I was left traumatized and paralyzed, and I was lost in the darkness. I truly was lost in the darkness and holding on to my past and my life, trying to get it back, not knowing that I couldn't get it back, but hoping that I could get it back because I needed to be who I was. I went through many years of darkness. That darkness to me is nothing like what we're facing now. For you, not having toilet paper, not being able to live your life like you once were able to live it, to roam freely across the world, to do what you want to do. I faced that when I broke my leg. I'm watching how devastated everybody is because this is trauma to you. Much like the trauma that happened to me in my accident when I was active duty in the army. You are being paralyzed. I was filled with anguish. I was filled with anger. I wanted to just lash out. I didn't know what to do. I was afraid. But you are not alone. At the moment that I was paralyzed, I was all alone. I was looking for some light. In my darkness, I couldn't find any light in my darkness. I was so depressed. So, I was in so much pain. But what I need you to know is, you will more than likely get your lives back. You will get some type of normalcy. You will get your normalcy back. You will. It might not be the life that you think that you should have, but it is the life that you are supposed to have. We all face challenges. Each and every one of us are facing our own personal challenge. For those of us that hate being at home and now we're locked in our house and we have to work from home. Or for me, who goes into... Everybody's home, well, not everybody, but a number of people's homes and provide speech therapy. 
I can't do what I love. I cannot. Nor can I make any income. I'm at risk for losing my house, for not having any food on my table. But you know what? There is always something positive. I am getting to spend some time with my family. I'm getting to be around those that I love. I'm, I have a sense of community. I know that this will get better because I have faith. Some of us out there can't feed our kids. Do you realize that the kids are not in school and a lot of people rely on the breakfast, the free breakfasts, the free lunches at school? There are a lot of different situations that everybody is facing. People are afraid. This is a time to unify, to be the light in the darkness. Let me just tell you something that I've learned about the human spirit. The human spirit can shine through even through the most devastating of circumstances. Being able to find light in the darkness in our lives is a fundamental need that we all have to share. It can resolve so much conflict, internal conflict, as well as external conflict. I believe it deserves more of our attention than we're currently giving it. So I challenge each of you to reach one, help one, motivate one. Be a beacon of light that shines in the dark. Check on your neighbor during this time and to see if they need anything instead of selling your supplies that you've hoarded, if you've hoarded it. Give someone something that you know that they need. Sometimes all you need to give is a kind word. As a believer, those of you that do believe, we should speak blessings, life, and truth. We need to speak positively in this time when people are afraid and this takes courage to speak out against the masses. You need to exercise. Exercise your right to have faith. We have been so distracted by the prosperity and not having enough time We are in our little bubbles, racing through life like we're in race cars. We are not speed racer, but I can tell you that we are tuned into our Facebook. We're tuned into things that are outside what we're supposed to be focused on. What happened to love? What happened to our families? What happened to the things that are important? I know running across the world every weekend, I kind of lost sight of some of the things that I needed to do at home. My 50 state journey did not cause that type of problem. My 100 half journey caused a lot of issues because this year I'd planned to finish in October. I'm in jeopardy at not finishing it. I've canceled my 100 event and I'm like, whoa! 
I'm free. I'm free to move about and do whatever it is that I need to do. I wanted to do a scrapbook. I now have time to sit and make my scrapbook. Don't be like a prune, a raisin, and a pickle. A prune, a raisin, and a pickle have one thing in common. They're shrunken. You know what I'm saying? A pickle is a cucumber that's soaked up by vinegar and salt. A plum becomes a prune. A grape becomes a raisin. Do you remember how plump those things were before they were shrunken? Instead of being a pickle, a prune, and a raisin, be the cucumber, the grape, the plum that's soaked in the light of Christ without fear. Bring the hope. Show your faith. Be the light that shines bright. We're all searching for answers that only God can provide. For the first time on my podcast, I'd like to pray. I want to tell you, keep your lamps trimmed and burning. Buying toilet paper hand sanitizer is not going to save you, but your faith will. Turn to the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light in the darkness. My God, that's who he is. For the first time, I'd like to pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your provisions. You are the almighty God. I call upon you to bless those that are sick, to heal them. Those that are worried that they may find peace. I pray for those that are healthy, stay healthy and well. And those that are seeking to find you, find you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And you know what, guys? And this too shall pass. I don't know if you know that Sinatch is the original singer of Waymaker. But I just want to play a little bit of the song so that you can be inspired, so that this light will light up your darkness.
I want to openly thank the light bearers. I want to thank Robert, Robert Key. He was in a store and saw a lady crying because she couldn't find any wipes, an elderly lady. He walked up to her. He said, hey, I only live a few, a few blocks away. Can you just wait here and let me go home and get them for you? And he brought them to the lady. The lady was like, I just want to hug you right now, but I know that I can't. But thank you. He didn't do that to get an accolade. He did that because he's being a light in the community. Carrie Ann Christie was being a light in her community by joining, inviting, I think it's 134 of us into a group. She knew we would be isolated working from home. Unfortunately, she didn't know that I wasn't working, but I needed some peace of mind. I needed some meditation. I needed some yoga. And so did these other 133 people. She formed a group. We're now doing 30 days of home yoga and we're doing and we're doing them together. She was being a light, just like the honor flag runner, Michael. Much like Michael Murphy, the honor flag runner. I want to thank my neighbor, Dominique Lane, and her husband for just calling me up out of the blue. Hey, neighbor, what do you need? Being a light bearer in a time of darkness, I thank you. And I thank all of you that have gone out and beyond and taking care of others and being a light. I even want to thank One-Legged Jeff. Yes, I want to thank him for being a light. He always puts a positive spin in the negativity. And while you're still listening, please, please, please do some type of physical fitness. Be it walk around your house, do some high stepping, do some water bottle arm exercises, do some body weight exercises. Do something. Do something to get your heart rate up for at least 20 minutes. If you can't do 20 minutes, do 10. But do something, people. Motion is lotion. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to me as I travel through my journey, as I experience trials and tribulations through my healing. As always, don't forget to follow me on Facebook at irace, I-R-A-C-E, Candy, K-A-N-D-I. Go ahead and like it and follow it. Follow me on Instagram at Candy, K-A-N-D-I, underscore, 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 K-A-N-E, Candy Kane. Or on Twitter at Kane Runs, K-A-N-E-R-U-N-S. Don't feel shy. Don't be shy. Leave a message. Send a comment. I listen to them. I truly appreciate all of the feedback. I'd like to make this better for you and other listeners. Don't be afraid to share this. This is my journey. This is my story. Share it with anybody that's already moving or people that are not moving. 